Hi, my name is Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phil McAleer. Welcome to the Anne <coughs> Film Scoop. It is week 91. Week 91 film. 91. That is one year, nine and three quarter months since the two weeks to flatten the curve lockdown. Uh, it's great that the pandemic is over and all the lockdowns are, are, are finished with. And Omicron. Can I just mention that Omicron, if you rearrange the letters of Omicron, it's moronic. Just saying. So, Phil, what's happening in today's podcast? Uh, well, I know it's been talked about, but I, we really, I, you know, given our love of hoaxes uh, in a strange way, we have to talk about the Jussie, Jussie Smollett. Smollett. Uh, Smollett verdict. Have you noticed, by the way, how the news reporters have started calling him Smollett? Was he originally Smollett? He was Smollett originally, and then when Dave Chappelle did his piece, Jussie Smollett, the French actor, then they've started, they've started, everyone started calling him Smollett now. Anyway, Jussie Smollett. Uh, we asked, did those who initially believe him, were they fools or knaves? Can they really be that naive or are they just bad? So let's... We'll, let's have we'll, a think. we'll have a think about that. Yes. And what is it with systemic racism that so many white people want to be people of colour? I mean, we've done we've done a number of these before, but I thought we'd have a kind of a roundup coming to the end of the year yes. of a whole bunch of them. That's right. Um, and critical race theory... You know what? You know this CRT? It's called critical race theory. Yes. I think it's actually, that's not what it stands for. I don't think CRT stands for critical race theory. I think it means, it stands for capitalism really triumphs. We'll yes. talk about that later. And the cringiest Hillary Clinton, and I know there's a lot of competition for that award. Um, Hillary reads the speech. Hillary reads the speech she would have given had she won the election. Uh, um, uh, she she does, does doing these things, this masterclass. Thingies. Masterclass in resilience film. Resilience. It's a masterclass in resilience. I suppose actually, you know, she's quite a resilient character. She's been through a lot. Indeed. Yes. And crazy California. You, you have you've, you've worked, worked really hard. To Go open, on ahead, to open the outdoor p- part of your restaurant, and guess what the city has decided to do now? Just I'm sure they've just decided to encourage you and uh, let oh, a thousand yeah. flowers bloom. No. So China, get this witty here. China makes a dramatic clampdown. Go on. Or. Actually, outlaws clamping down, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's one you're going to have to hang on for because it's kind of an interesting one. Um, yes, They're clamping right. down. Clamping. Just think of clamping down, and we'll explain that more. Clamping. And we have clamping. a guest. Clamping. We have a guest chef today, which we're very excited about. Ooh, we have a guest chef. I didn't today. know this. Magda's mother Ooh. is in town, all the way from Poland, and we have uh, a recipe from her, which we're really excited about. Oh, that's And we want to nice. make remind you that it is coming to the end of the year, and um, oh. we want to share actually some interesting information about that one of one of you guys actually sent us and reminded us of, which we didn't know about. That this year is a particularly good year to make a tax deductible donation to our 501c3 tell us the details there Anne. this year is different than other years magda will have to nearly explain it to me but in terms of what you're allowed to to deduct in the past it was between 20 and 60 percent this year it's a hundred percent wow and if you, but you have to do a couple of things to make that happen so for those of you who are doing those givings at the what end do- of the year we will have all that information. We'll both send it out in an email, by the way, to people. We're going to put it in the show notes. But we really need you to give what you can. We are not where we need to be at this point of the year, unfortunately. Um, but we have, we have, at the same time, we've raised an awful lot of money. But the money obviously has gone to the it's film. It's got a wonderful project, the My Son Hunter movie. Um, we'll, we'll give you more details about So this is the best year. It's the best In terms year, of like, taking yeah. money from Uncle Sam, Yes, this, this is, is the best, best year. year. Ever you know, to, to give, give a middle finger to Uncle Sam and yes. say, you know what, I would prefer to spend my money in ways that I know making are the hunter useful. making the Hunter Biden movie. So on ReporterStorySociety.com, but we'll talk in more detail about about this wonderful um, uh, opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Okay, so what's on the show? Let's go into the show. Jussie Smollett. Jussie Smollett and those who supported him at the time, and it was incredible. Can I just say about my husband, Phil McAleer? That when this happened, this uh, this story was first reported, that this man at two o'clock in the morning in Chicago was accosted by these MAGA-wearing, hat-wearing people, etc., etc. My husband immediately said, something doesn't sound right. Well, and by the way, you've been a journalist for a really long time, and I, you've, you've done this a few times, bef- I mean, not a few times, a lot of times before, where something will happen in the news and you'll say, there's something not right there. And I, you know, often I'm like, really? I don't know what, you know, but you're, I no, don't know when no, you've, I, honestly, no. I don't know when you've been wrong, but honestly, on this one, you were like, 
There's something uh, uh, not right here. No, there's nothing about being a journalist here. I mean, <laughs> sorry. I mean, everyone, everyone with common sense knew that this... Didn't make sense. This didn't make sense. It he was, held on to the Subway sandwich, right? It was plainly a hoax. Uh, you know, this is not something that journalistic skill allows you uh, some insight or knowledge, right? This is this is a 2 a.m. in the morning. This Look... 99% of America would have to had to uh, google Jussie Smollett's name Correct. after this attack. I had to I had to Correct. google his we name. We hadn't heard of him now. I'd never heard of him. No, we never okay, watched Empire. But Empire I think had you know, a couple of million views, True. right? And a couple of 300 million. And a couple of 300 million. So maybe sorry, it's 98% then or 97% or 95% and I I believe it was it was it was aimed at the African American community empire. I'm I'm not sure, you know. So I didn't know who he was. Um, I had no opinion about him, but I had to Google him. Most people on the planet would have to Google him. The idea that anyone a MAGA head knew who he was is is just stretches credibility. The idea that that MAGA head would be waiting for him while he went for a Subway sandwich at 2 a.m. in Chicago in freezing temperatures and that they would have a, a rope that they could tie into a noose and that they would have bleach. And what was the third thing they did? Oh, yeah, they said, this is MAGA, oh, country. This is MAGA country. And they, they used the N-word and they, and they knew he was gay. Like I mean, God knows. I didn't know who Jussie Smollett was or Jussie Smollett was. But I definitely didn't know he was gay. I did. I, uh, you know, I, uh, who who knows that? Like, was who he knew very, that? Do you think was it because he was very well dressed? Maybe handsome. You know. But but the thing I think that's amazing was wasn't it true that he held on to the subway sandwich? I thought there was something about him holding on to the subway sandwich, and he was still holding on to the subway sandwich when the cops arrived. Well, yes. Which, I, by the way, I I've never know. had a subway sandwich that was that good. But you know, you never know. Like I have to say, you know, if you've ever fallen down a flight of stairs when you've got a pint in your hand, you always hold on to the pint. There's a deli here in town. What's it called? I can't. I don't know what it's called. It's in downtown, and we've sometimes gone down. Can you there. use the googling there, Magda? There's a downtown deli. That does like a number it's not, seventeen. It's not or Cantor's, something. is it? No, it's no, not. no. It's like and it's like a number seventeen, and it has that um, that meat. It's Erlinger's what's that, or what's that, what's that meat called that people like? Downtown that, Delhi. Like what do you call that meat, Magda? That's pastrami. Thinly, I know. Pastrami. It's got a pastrami on rye, but with Russian something and all kinds of stuff. It's and a number seven. Think, it's a number seventeen. Well, I'm no, I'm no, I'm making up that number, but it's a number something. Number nineteen. And it was downtown this LA, is, and you used to just love it. No, Langers. There you go, Langers. Langers. It's Langers, and if you open that, I bet the pastrami sandwich at Langers. Number what? Number nineteen. And honestly, I think I if would, Phelan was being beaten up and he had a Langers number nineteen or whatever in his hand. I'm telling you. Well, there's no point in losing the Langers number nineteen just because. In fact, in fact, it would make me feel better afterwards. Uh, Our neighbours at our old home actually were the ones who introduced us to that. Yes, and honestly, really great. I mean, it's been going since 1947, and they've been making delicious. Since 1947, we should go there. Just say one thing: the armies of leftists came out to immediately recognise that something that that a racially charged attack had happened, that it was a homophobic. Well, no, I just want to talk some more about about the ludicrousness of it. There were certain facts established very early on, uh, and they came out. And it was, you know, yes, he held on to the sandwich, but he, he the noose was around his neck, right? He, he, when the police arrived, the noose was still around his neck. I don't know. I think that, I don't mind that because I think that could be like that he was so trauma, traumatized that he didn't think to take the neck, the noose off. I don't know. You, you, and that maybe there was evidence on it and that they could pick up that evidence. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so there was so many things. And then he immediately... Co- cooperated but didn't cooperate with them, wouldn't give him his phone, etc. So this just... Smelt to high heaven. Smelt to high heaven. This is this is not... Uh, funny, I remember when the rip on campus story in Rolling Stones, uh, when Rolling Stone magazine came out, I read the article. And funny, I stopped reading it when there was... She was thrown violently onto a glass table and I'm going... And the glass table smashed and I'm going, this is crap, this is not, this is not true. Why? It was too dramatic. It was too too cinematic, right? When something is cinematic, it's generally made up. You know, the real world, if you've ever been in a court case and listening to a, a murder case, which I have been in many, or an attack or a punch, like, it's chaos. Nothing, it doesn't work like the movies. You know, people slip on, on, you know, people aren't, people aren't like the movie. You know, 
the force that it takes, throwing someone on a glass table and the table shattering. By the way, glass tables don't shatter anymore. Right, they're they're designed. You know, they're they're you know all these places. The safety standards are so high. You'd have to shoot the glass table, and then it would crack into two pieces. Right. So, this is somebody who's watched too many movies and wants to tell a story that to get to, get, to elicit sympathy. Then you had these people uh, come in, uh, and some of them are politicians, and some of them are journalists. I just have a, a whole bunch of, I mean, obviously, um, Joy Ann Reed, who is supposed to be a journalist, you know, was yes. one of them. And she said, nooses never really disappeared as messages of a very specific kind of terror. But every time they're used, my God, it's chilling. Praying for Jussie's full recovery and for us all. You know, there was her, obviously, you know, there was many, many other journalists, by the way, who just immediately weighed in on this. Mm-hmm. Including, I mean, the ABC um, well, interview was extraordinary. It's funny, Robin Roberts. That was this is a, a kind of um, a new kind of interview to do. Maybe it's not new, but it's definitely become a lot more prominent. Where after something like this, you do an interview with a journalist, and has all the appearances off, and they even arch their face every so often and ask quizzical questions. But it this is just a disguise to throw softball questions. At the person, and I would put the George Stephanopoulos, Alec Baldwin. It has this appearance of journalism. It has this appearance of asking tough questions, and even you can see Stephanopoulos going. But people have said this, and and then he just you let the person then just talk nonsense and don't pick up on inconsistencies in the interview. Uh, you know, Alec Baldwin, I never pulled the trigger. Yeah, but had you your finger on the trigger? How could that happen? Is the gun, was the gun defective? Did you use it before? Was it defective then? Did anyone say it was defective? Did you check it? You know, all this thing. So, and it was the same with Robin Roberts, you know, and she had this kind of, people People have said this, and, and she allowed him to say, it's just so distressing. Let, let's listen to him say how distressing it was that people thought it might have been a hoax. I'm pissed off. What is it that has you so angry? Is it the, the attackers? It's the is attackers, it? but it's also the attacks. It's like, you know, at first it was a thing of like, listen, if I tell the truth, then that's it, because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Then it became a thing of like, oh, how can you doubt that? Like, how do you, how do you not believe that? It's the truth. And then it became a thing of like, oh, it's not necessarily that you don't believe that this is the truth. You don't even want to see the truth. You know, that's all fine and dandy, right? The next question is, look, what are the chances of someone being in Chicago at 2 a.m. with a noose and bleach? How do they know you were there? How did they know that you'd be walking out of the subway at that time? It doesn't pass the smell test. But that didn't stop all of the great and the good, like yes. Kamala Harris, Alessandra, Ocasio-Cortez, etc., etc. You know, and you know all of these guys: Cory Booker, Joe Biden. By the way, Joe what Biden. Joe, Biden, Joe Biden said, "What happened today to Jesse Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate." safe harbour, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets or in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. And by the way, like, just amazing for him to weigh in that quickly on, you know, on a story that hadn't, you know, that, you know, that hadn't, the, the police hadn't, you know, got their investigation together at that point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. They shouldn't be doing this. Um, but, so this is, goes back to my question. Are they stupid or are they bad? No, that's virtue signaling. That's making sure that everyone knows that I'm on the side of the guy who says that but MAGA people are bad. I need to be right up there with that guy. You know, But that's irresponsible. The maximum uh, jail sentence for each of these charges is three years, but he's likely to get probation. I have to say, I don't think he should get probation. Uh, this He was trying to ferment race riots. We saw with George Floyd, 30 people died in those race riots. Billions of dollars of property damage, uh, communities uh, devastated. Um, so basically, you think the man needs to get jail time? I think he has to. No, he does. And by the way, did, what was it? Did we hear that three thousand police officers were three thousand hours? Three thousand hours. And yeah, it's like in Chicago, right. they're killing kids. Did you see in Chicago there? A, a, a child was killed in a, in a shooting attack, and the the mother or father three days later was laying flowers at the memorial, and somebody came up and shot him as well, dead. And you never hear anything about it. You never hear anything about it because they're spending 3,000 man hours 
uh, investigating fake race attacks. As you know, we did Ferguson, the Ferguson play. We used the grand jury testimony and recreated it on stage. It was very, very dramatic. Do people think we should recreate the Jussie Smollett case on stage uh, using the actual transcripts from the trial? Do you think there'd be interest in it? Um, would you go? Would you watch it online? Would you, would you would you contribute to make it happen? Because I'd be interested in doing it. There's an awful lot of trials at the moment, by the way, that are super interesting. Like it's it just it just seems to be for some reason all of a sudden there seems to be an enormous number of them, including by the way the I suppose the pandemic the, shut down a lot of trials and the Tyrannus trial that's going yes. on right now and Gillian Maxwell and Gillian Maxwell and obviously Rittenhouse as well and Rittenhouse, yeah. The well, Gillian Maxwell. I mean, I, I haven't been following that closely, but the, you know this. This smells to me like let's get the funny, uh, obnoxious foreigner and bang her up, and that means we don't have to look into Clinton. Uh, we don't have to look into other uh, people who, who, you know, we don't ha- we don't want to go there. So let's, but we have to do something. We and we messed guy. up. We messed up with Epstein. We need a fall guy. So let's get the the foreigner who's not that likable, really, uh, and who's the scion of a rich person who was a crook. Uh, so it just smells to me of that, but I haven't really followed the case that close. Um, and it, she may, she may be guilty. No, it's it's I haven't followed it that close, but I'm very suspicious. It's a very politicized um, environment. Environment. Yeah. And I'm I'm skeptical. So on. So what just, else? Well, f- well, following on from Jesse Smalley, it made me think, and, I'm, and I know race hoax and race hoax, etc. It made me think that there's. You know, you know, people talk about systemic racism and when you're at Christmas with your family, your extended family, you might have some difficult people there who might be pushing systemic racism. I want to look at this picture we're putting up on the screen right now of these. How many have we got there? Of these five women. Now, you'll recognize some of them, by the way. These five women have one thing in common. First of all, they're all intellectuals, by the way. So these are all academics. These are all women who have achieved quite something in terms of academia in the United they've, States. They've leaned in. They've leaned into academia. What? I'm just quoting Cheryl Sandberg. So, they've, so they, these, have, these have achieved a lot in academia. But I'll tell you what they mostly have in common, which I think is interesting, is they've all claimed to be people of colour and all of them are white. And it's actually kind of, it's almost funny. We're going to go through them. Here's the first one here, which I, th- I love her, Jessica Krug. Um, and we've done some of these before on this on this programme, on this podcast. And I just what find What did she claim though? What so here's what she, she, Jessica Krug, um, first of all, she's a, prof- she, you know, she's a George Washington University professor. Wow, okay. Um, she originally claimed, I love this, she originally claimed to be North African black. Then she decided she was US rooted black. Then... Caribbean-rooted Bronx black. But the truth is that this woman is actually a white Jewish child from suburban Kansas City. So she's basically Whitey McWhite is who we're looking at there, Jessica Krug. And she got found out. Uh, Can I just say something about her, actually? That's a very interesting place to be. 40 years ago, being Jewish would have got you, you know, uh, some progress uh, as a minority, but it's very interesting the way the Jewish, uh, and this goes back one of the best books of the year, by the way, or maybe it was last year's, a book called Jews Don't Count by David Badil. I'm not sure if it's available in America. You can buy it on Audible or on Kindle. But it's it's it, one of the chapters is about how Jews have been. Um, Jews are both white and non-white. Oh, interesting. Yes, when when uh, they do not get the the advantages or entitlements of a discriminated minority. And by the way, there's been no minority more discriminated against oh, yeah. in the last 50 years than the Jews. Like yes. they, there's somebody tried, many people tried to wipe them out and yes. almost succeeded. Yes. So, but they're so not. They, so they really have a claim to being a, a persecuted and, minority. And get reparations. But yes. she knew the way the world is and she is a Jewish person I mean, you know, we call her white Jewish, but, you know. Professor Krug. Uh, yeah, yeah, Professor Krug was a Jewish person from Kansas, and she realized that that would not get be an her. advantage. En- not be an advantage no, at all, and would be a disadvantage. So she claimed to be black. All kinds of black, by the way. Yes. All kinds of black. Yeah. But anyway, she got found out. Then there's, look at this darling. So this is a woman who is a grad student of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Her name is C.V. Vitola Haddad. And I think the really important thing to know there is that she uh, uses non-binary pronouns. But she is is not a person of colour. She's another person who claimed to be a person of colour. Who, who did she claim to be? She she just claimed to be, you know, she claimed to be, ba- to be black. 
The next one we've all seen before, Rachel Dozell, obviously. She was the the leader of the NAACP and she was an adjunct instructor of African Studies at Eastern Washington University. Can I just say, and can I just not, say what? She's not can, black. Can I just say NAACP? What's that stand for? Just for those who don't know, it's uh, the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People. Yes, and Advancement she was, of Coloured People. And she was the uh, leader of, of And it. she was advancing herself and she was a white person. Yes. So, yeah, so she's a real sweetheart. And then this darling here, Andrea Smith. Look at this woman. Andrea Smith uh, was an Associate Professor of Media and Cultural Studies at the University of California, and claim, Riverside. Claiming to claiming be? Claiming to be Cherokee. The other woman, which we looked at, a, um, I think it was last week or week before, is uh, Carrie Burse Burass who was, you know, a public, a Native American professor of public health, of Native American public health, who it turns out is actually not Native American. Even though she claimed to be Native American. Even though she claimed to be Native American. She was head of Native American Health Canada. She was was on all these boards. And she, she obviously saw a great advantage there by claiming to be North... By claiming to be Native American, she saw an advantage there. There's Elizabeth Warren there, you know, just looking at her. So these are smart people, inverted commas, right? Inverted commas, but anyway, these are people who are smart, who looked around the world and thought, you know something? I want to get into Harvard. I want to get into Yale. I want to be a professor. I want to be an adjunct professor. I want to be whatever. And I have a better chance if I denounce my white privilege, if I basically denounce that I'm white, yes. that basically white privilege is, is bullshit, basically, obviously. Yes. Because if it was an advantage, then just leave, just be what you are, right? Yes. So it's not an advantage. The advantage is to actually be a person of colour. And, 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 and I'm and going to even prove that even more. Well, let me, I just let me, thought this group Let me talk about Elizabeth, our friend Elizabeth Warren here. I mean, she was boasted about, Harvard boasted about her being their first hire of a person of colour. It's unbelievable. And they named her, Elizabeth Warren is her, and no journalist looked at that woman. And thought, that's a person of colour. That's not a person of colour. No, but it's amazing as well that, you know, I mean, do they, do, here's a Cherokee. question, do they not realise, by the way, you know, there's bad people in the world, by the way, there are fraudsters in yes. the world, there are terrible fraudsters in the world, <laughs> that's it. right? Has Harvard never heard of such a thing, right? So if I have journalists up, never heard of no, such no, a thing. No, no, no. But let's just leave that. That's one thing, right? But let's leave that aside. But let's imagine Harvard, right? Where you'd imagine. I mean, I'm going to go out way out on a limb here, and that think that maybe that in Harvard, Harvard law would be Harvard, Harvard law. law that people would be like above average intelligence. Would that be going? Am I just being ludicrous saying that film? Well, would I would. I would further. Average, I right? would further suggest that people in Harvard law <laughs> may be open to the concept of criminal misrepresentation for pecuniary advantage. They they've may, heard of that, maybe. They've, they may have actually studied it and they may have they met may have people. They may have courses on it. They may have courses on it. So you truck up there and you say, oh, by the way, I'm a Cherokee. And the person who's get, the admitting officer looks at you and thinks, God, you're awfully white. Wouldn't you think you might say, well, you know what? I need some paperwork on yes. this. Or can we get a blood sample or whatever? I just don't understand because the truth is actually the really awful thing about this is... That it's, what's that thing? It's stolen valour, by the way. I mean, I don't think, by the way, I, I think this country should be built on equity and on everyone having a fair shot. And if you're smart, you get into wherever you need to get into. But in a world where America has this affirmative action, I think there should be some, you should have to somehow prove that you, <laughs> right? Doesn't it seem amazing? I just think it's amazing. And by the way, just talking about that. Yes. And I don't, know if, I don't know if this is apropos of anything, but our friend Yvonne recently went to buy a salad. I just want to, apropos of nothing, to tell the uh, Yvonne a salad story. The salad scandal. She went to get a salad in West Hollywood. Oh, that sounds like the beginning of many she just, interesting stories. She was story. on a walk. She was on a walk. Ah, and that's she what said, they all say. She brought her phone and she had a credit card, this right? This sounds like Jussie Smalley. She brought her phone. Was it 2 a.m. in the morning? She brought her phone and she brought a credit card, right? And she goes in to buy the, buy the salad and they say we need your vaccine certificate. She shows the vaccine certificate, right? But then they say, we need an ID. We need your ID. And she's like, well, here's my credit card, right? I do, I do you know, she said, I'm out on a walk. Yeah, right? we need your ID because we don't know that that vaccine certificate is you. You know, so basically, anyway, yeah, voter ID, whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? But no, she's saying, so it's racist, it's racist to ask someone to produce their ID to vote. Uh, but it's it's not racist to ask someone to provoke their produce their ID to get food. Yeah, to yeah. get food. There you go. So 
But just to finish on this, and I'm not quite finished yet. So basically, there seems to be something very funny going on with people of color um, that it seems to be an advantage, actually, because smart people, because smart people are telling us it's an advantage. Yes. So smart, smart people are telling us it's an advantage. Okay. But but uh, wait, can I just say something? Can I just say something? In Hollywood, they're currently promoting a movie called Passing, which is about a woman, two, uh, two sisters, and one passes herself off as white and the other one. Uh, it stays, you know, African-American. And, you know, this is a, an indictment of our times. And, I mean, of course, the real passing that's going on oh, yeah. and has been going it's on the for the last 20 years is, is white people pretending to be people of colour. That's a much more interesting story. That's a great movie. You know? That's like that Melissa McCarthy movie where she was forging Noel Coward's letters. Those are really interesting. And funny, she was a writer who wasn't a great writer, but funny, she felt, she found she could inhabit people like Noel Coward. She knew their life stories and she could write better as them than she could as herself. And that became a really interesting movie. Uh, I think a really interesting movie is someone of, of who's white passing themselves off as colour. Yeah, well, it, to, to further emphasise the fact that there seems to be some advantage to being a person of colour, let's look no further than our old friend Ibram X. Kendi, who again comes up this week. And who, I just, who is that now? Ibram X. Kendi is the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist. Uh-huh. And, you know, basically, as we said in the teasers, you know, what is CRT? You know, apparently people say it's critical race theory. It's not. We know what it means. It means capitalism really triumphs. And nobody better to explain this to us than Ibram X. Kendi. Now, Ibram X. Kendi claims um, intellectually in his books that racism is capitalism, capitalism is racism. Some version of that. That's the quote. Mm -hmm. But basically, let's find out a little bit more about Ibram X. Kendi. Here's what you need to know. Ibram X. Kendi is the very definition of how capitalism is fabulous. Yes. So the Federalist did a great story on him. So, and a great, you know, a great piece of investigative journalism, actually. So... Ibram X. Kendi um, has just done an evening with Dr. Ibram X. Kendi um, in Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. And the price for this evening with Ibram X. Kendi, wh- how much did he make for, the, I think, three and a half hours? He earned $40,000 gross plus an additional three and a half thousand stipend for travel. By the way, I hadn't noticed this until this minute, until yeah. this minute. Three and a half thousand for travel. Now, Flights, America, travel flight, flights and meals. Travel flights and meals, right, but thing. hang on, like yeah. three and a half thousand, right? This is for one day. Now, we know how much flights cost across America because we're always, we're going places all the time. So, you know, basically $300, right? 300, like say $300. Hey, let's go crazy. Okay, $600. $600. $600. Okay, actually, let's go completely crazy. $700 because maybe it was a last minute ticket, yes. right? Now, three and a half thousand dollars. This is what's called first class travel. Right, that's a first class ticket. Plus, it's staying in a. It's basically staying in the Four Seasons, right? Yeah. And then having meals at a Michelin starred restaurant. But anyway, I, well, I, funny, I actually, funny, didn't, uh, I actually know, hadn't. To be honest with you, I hadn't noticed the three and a half thousand. But uh, uh, very interesting. He got a stipend. That means no receipts. Oh right. Oh, interesting. Is yeah. So, like is? the rest of us, okay. the rest of us uh, working people, when we go somewhere, it's like we will reimburse your expenses. That's always the way you reimburse someone. And, and you have the receipts. To and you have proof. the receipts. So you buy, book your flight, and, and you generally pay for it. Uh, and you book your hotel, and you generally pay for it. And you send it in, and sixty days later, they'll send you a check. But no, no, he gets he gets it. No matter. So he he could take a. Uh, uh, Economy flight. Oh, yeah. Or he could drive, by the way. And pocket the money. And stay with his friends. So here's what Candy says about capitalism. He views capitalism and racism uh, racism as co-joined twins and that the origins of racism cannot be separated from the origins of capitalism. The life of capitalism cannot be separated from the life of racism. Let me just finish this point about what happened in Wisconsin. Not only did he get $43,500 for for three hours work. Not only did he get that, and good luck to him, by the way. From the state-run state run university. Say, but good luck to him, by the yes. way, because this is what capitalism is all about. And you've got a product that you want to sell and people want to buy. Go, go ahead and enjoy it. He then insisted by contract, in the contract, again, this is... No, what happened? So, someone filmed he, it. Someone filmed it. No, no, he had, a, he had a contract with them. So he had a contract with the Wisconsin... Mm-hmm. In his contract, before he ever went... They put it up, they were allowed to put it up on their server for like 30 days or whatever. But in a contract, 
he may insisted that the video of his presentation was deleted. They had to delete the presentation. Yes. So after spending $43,500, they didn't even get to keep a copy of the speech. And here's the question that that brings up. If we're in a terrible situation where there's this awful systemic people racism... Are dying, and people, people are dying. People are dying. And terrible things are happening all the time. Wouldn't you want your speech to be everywhere? Wouldn't you want it to get out as much as possible to as many people as possible? If you were interested in solving the problem, or if the problem existed, yes, you would. So here's what I ask you to do at home. As I say, you could do this at home. If you put in, and I I think it's very funny, I just did this earlier, I just discovered this. So the the event in Wisconsin was called An Evening with Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, right? Put in to Google An Evening with Dr. Ibram X. Kendi, and look what comes up. It's all over the place. So he's doing it all over the place. So he's doing an evening with Dr. Ibram X. Kendi all over the place. It's not just Wisconsin. It's all over the place. Look at it. Look at Google and you'll see all the different places where an evening with Dr. Ibram X. Kendi is happening. And I I have to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Philem. He's giving the same speech over and over again. And it's not lovely. And I'm wondering, did he update it with Jussie, Jussie Smollett? And by the way, perhaps a reason to get rid of it might have been, did he quote... Um, just these small or, or all that. the all the other risks, or all the other things. But anyway, I just think it's kind of so, interesting. So yeah, so I mean, the reality is, if you, if you if you did believe systemic racism was a problem, if you did believe people were dying, and if you did believe that you had the solution, you would want your speech everywhere. You wouldn't yes. be insisting that people who recorded it take it down. In fact, you'd be pushing it out through YouTube. So. Uh, it's what was it? How to be? I think his book should be called "How to Be an Anti-Racist Grifter." Yeah. Uh, anyway, he is really he's really cornered the market in that. And by the way, you know, he's like he's in his thirties, and he's won every prize that they can possibly throw at him, including the National Book Prize, which I think was never given to somebody so young ever before. But you know what? Systemic racism, you know, yeah. such a racist country. This, yes. such a he's won every prize, country. and he's it at really every is. university. But talking about resilience in the face of adversity, film. You yes. see that segue? Do you like how um, I did that? Yeah, it was pretty bad segue. So. Talking of resilience in the face of adversity, what face immediately comes to mind, Phelan? Is it this face? Oh. Mm, Hillary. So Hillary Clinton, and by the way, talking of grifting, talking of grifting, and by the way, right, so ma- so there is this um, very smart idea, by the way, Masterclass, which I know we've talked about it before, right, Magda? We've talked about it. Yeah. Well, so it's a very can I just add, a very interesting concept, add a little background? The people, one of the people who run Masterclass... It lives on our street. Used to live on our street. Used to live on our street. And, and can I just say one thing about... I actually thought, you know, Masterclass, that's... that's a, and some of the people they had at the beginning... Brilliant. Were brilliant. But now, funny, it's, it's become the... Everyone they've had now... Oh, really? Leftist, leftist, leftist. Oh, inter- oh and leftist yeah, messaging. Leftist messaging. So the idea of the Masterclass, and I'm not going to do an ad for them, but anyway, you pay, you pay a subscription, I think, an annual subscription, which is not... That cheap, but it's whatever. And then you get access to all these masterclasses of all these incredible people. And as Phelan says, all the people were incredible, you know, and now, you know, here we here we have Hillary Clinton. Now, the thing is that I think Masterclass is quite a successful company, so they have probably a bunch of money. And I would love to know how much of money they threw at her to do this. So what she decided to do um, is unbelievable. She decided to read a speech, the speech she never made, her acceptance speech on winning the presidency and how like this is cringy on another on a it's completely a, new level of cringe this is like almost redefining the word cringe and let's have a listen to um, a little of this let's have a listen to it now i've been you know reduced to tears i've been frustrated beyond words but the lesson that i've learned about getting back up after setbacks or disappointments is to first feel the disappointment don't pretend it didn't happen. It did. You have to authentically dig deep to get back up. Okay, so here's what I want to say about that film. I, 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 you know, so she says we will not be defined. We will not be defined by our difference, right? She, you know, it's not going to be an us versus them country. You heard her just say it, right? So I'm just asking what? you, Phelan, is this the same woman that talked about a half of Trump supporters being, and I'll give you the quote, a basket of deplorables? Actually, let's give you the whole quote here. And obviously we don't have a tape of it because it was surreptitiously recorded. You know, it's just grossly generalistic, whatever. Trump supporters, 
I, she puts them into a basket. The basket of deplorables, right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. And unfortunately, there are people like that. And some of those folks, she goes on to say, are irredeemable. So this is the same woman. We will not, we will not be an us versus them country. Yeah. I mean, are you, you know, but that was are just, you but kidding I, me? I just think the whole thing is sad. Right. That she, she, well, she that, cries, Phelan, now. She cries. Let's watch her cry. One moment, please. I'm going to share with you what I intended to say if I had been elected in 2016. My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world. Yeah, but she's crying for a different reason than I'm saying it's sad. I mean, get over it, Hillary. I mean, of course it's hard to get over, right? She, you know, I mean, it was a huge shock to her to lose correct, that election. Correct, correct. Uh, she never wrote an, an exe- you know, a an, concession, a, a, a speech. concession speech. By the way, the other person who didn't write a concession speech? Trump. Mitt Romney. Oh, really? Mitt Romney thought he was going to win. Oh. As, as to that. I mean, that shows you. And I, think I would put Mitt Romney and her in very similar categories Mitt Romney was was the person who'd lost to John McCain the last time wow but that and, was the guy that we wanted and to that's because because the Republicans had this thing of you choose per, the person whose turn it is and the Democrats chose the best person for the job and funny they flipped it the other way uh, in that 2016 election the Republicans chose the best person for the job and the Democrats chose the person whose turn it was Hillary Rodham Clinton and uh, you know, the, the same thing happened to her as happened to Mitt Romney. People don't like that. People like, you know, people to have a reason for running and a reason for being elected. Did you want to show us some of the people? Did you want to tell yeah, us I some mean, of the people? Yeah, I mean, the masterclass started off with people like Ringo Starr teaches drumming and creative collaboration. Well, that's fabulous. James Patterson teaches writing. Fantastic. Madhur Jaffrey teaches Indian cooking. That'd be good. I'd like to, I'd, I'd watch that. And then, and Gordon Ramsay teaches cooking. It's just great stuff like that. Uh, then I noticed they started doing things. Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is basically a hack fake scientist. Right. Who made up stuff in the past. Uh, then they moved on to uh, Cornell, Cornell West. West, who's an out-and-out Marxist. Right. Then the Gloria Steinem, redefining feminism. Right. Then they went to Bill Nye, who's a, who's a, who's a leftist pretending to be a scientist. Uh, so they, they, it's funny. They just they they. I was go, I was actually thinking that I would love to do the Joined master class yeah, yeah. because you, some of the classes looked like really interesting things. Sure. And there was a guy teaching you about hostage negotiation. There was all, all this, the FBI negotiator, all this re, really expert people but telling you, know you how they became experts you know in, their, in their trade. Do you know what it is? It's basically that thing that, that um, funny that, uh, that Dennis Prager always says, the left destroy everything. Yes. So they even built something really great there with this yes. masterclass. And now they're destroying it by making it, by making it something that's super, super woke, full of leftism um, and becoming just basically another political, yeah. turned into a propaganda tool of the left and they've ruined something that was a great idea the yeah. masterclass was a great idea I mean idea. I'll tell you like Bill Nye you know his claim to fame you know Bill Nye the science guy I mean recently on one of his shows that they put up on Netflix you know back in 1992 or 2005 whatever you know he's he's, he's teaching children about about boys and girls he's there are two genders a boy and a girl right and, he, and, and in the womb they split whatever when, when that went up on Netflix they cut that line out of it Oh my God! That's yeah. that's that's the person because now there are seventy two genders, right, or whatever. That's the level of person they have on as a masterclass. That's fine. Look, he's a political hack. He's got his his spiel to give. I don't, you know, I don't object to that particularly. But let's not pretend that's a masterclass by an expert. Yeah. Uh, you know who who has science in his heart. He doesn't. Um, let's not pretend that. Hillary Clinton has anything to say, but well, she might have something to say about the power of resilience. I think this section, by the way, where she cries, I just think it's really weird. She she has this part where she imagines what she would have said to her mother in an imagined conversation, you know, where she says, your daughter will become the president of the US. You're, you know, you will be, it's a, it's a very odd, the whole thing is a very odd imagined thing where she tells her mother, don't worry, everything's been fine. You're going to be the mother of three children. It's like, I don't know, it's very, very odd, but this is very cringy and I would love to know how much they gave her, but I think they gave her a lot of money for yeah. this. Um, but anyway, okay. moving right along, yes. we are in crazy California ding, ding, ding. and, you know, 
and everywhere around us, we get reminded of how crazy, it's crazy California crazy. is. So yes, Sa- city of San Francisco had a whole thing about um, eating. You can only eat outdoors. We need to get people eating outdoors. You need to build outdoor things. You have to close indoors. You can't have people indoors. You have to have outdoors. So all these people built these outdoor patios. Fabulous ones, by the way. And now they're having to renew permits for the outdoor patios. I don't know why, right? If if there's a problem with a the patio, they, sh- they should tell them. Uh, if, they, if, they, if they exist, they should just be there. Um, uh, the, but they've now given them a 60-book pamphlet on how to renew... 60-page book. 60-page book, sorry. 60-page book pamphlet on how to uh, renew the permit for your outdoor patio. Unbelievable. So that is, you know, let, talk about a way to destroy entrepreneurship. This reminds me actually of the, um, here in LA, when after the first two-week shutdown, which I think lasted months here, people were reopening here in LA and they all put big plastic, you know, big signs outside their restaurants. We're open, Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, they got letters in the post a week oh, yeah. later. Fines of six hundred and seventy-five dollars for putting an unauthorized sign on their building, and these are people who had been, as you said, been closed for months or whatever, and yes. then they had to put uh, this up. Uh, and then, by the way, the other thing: Do you remember one of those that coffee shop that you particularly like in Venice, Film? And we were there sitting outside at one stage having a coffee, and they had this really nice. They have this very nice outdoor space, yeah. actually. And the next thing, I could see the guys. I could see the guys, you know, who run the... I could see a whole lot of people, with all, loads of people with measuring tips. All these measuring tips going on. Remember that? All yeah. these measuring tips. Of course, Americans with Disability Act, making sure that, you know, that the, that the, yeah. ramp, that the ramp was a certain... That the ramp was a certain... Disc, all Be- of this because, specified because, because... Because basically, if you are no, no, we, one no, well, inch wrong... Our friend, the, our the, friend had American, told us, our friend had told us, someone had gone through all the restaurants in Venice and put in Americans with Disability Act claims. Uh, and what To you make do, a fortune. To make a fortune, you get... Five and ten thousand for every one. for every violation. So if the ramp wasn't big enough, if the if the toilet entrance wasn't and big enough. For any of you, by the way, who th- who think you know that we're being cavalier about people with disabilities, this is in Venice, where you kind of walk on the sidewalk because of, they, uh, they have the homeless encampments. So don't you know? Don't on the one hand tell us that you care about people with disabilities, and then on the other hand have sidewalks that are completely impassable because of people building encampments. On these yeah. pa- permanent encampments on these on these pavements. Bob Dole died last week, and he was a great man in many ways. But one of the things was people were saying one of his great achievements was he he, he ushered through the Americans with Disability Act. This was a this is a disaster for small and and big businesses all over America, and has done almost nothing for Americans with disabilities. It's basically uh, an, and opportunity, course, uh, an opportunity uh, uh, for, for scamsters. Well, I mean, uh, and scamsters tra- and, and scamster lawyers. So it's a lawyer drew. I mean, and of course, if it, if it really was about helping dis- disabled people, why why do you allow people to sue directly the provider? Why, don't, why doesn't it come through the government? Uh, why don't you get a, a warning uh, and a notice in the post uh, that you can fix? No, no, it's... Someone walks in, uh, and there's people now, there's a guy who, who robbed a bank and got shot robbing a bank, is in a wheelchair, and he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars in L.A. just sending these notices to businesses and getting five to $10,000 a pop. And, uh, you know, there's things like the mirror in the bathroom was too high. I yeah. couldn't see it in well, my we wheelchair. Have, and, we have a friend, and we have a friend who has a business, so we know that one for sure. Yes. Where they walk in, they measure where the, where the mirror is in the bathroom, and it's one inch less or more than what it should be. Done. Yes. Done. And and they get the money immediately. Yes. Uh, and and so all those people, by the way, complaining about the Texas abortion law, it is modelled on the Americans with Disability Act. It is modelled on the California experience of the Americans with Disability Act, where people can directly sue providers. It doesn't go through a government agency. So you reaped what you sowed. People you saw that was a very effective way of closing down businesses, in this case, Planned Parenthoods and abortion clinics. But it was, it's been used to s- destroy businesses all over America for the last 20 or 30 years. So... You know, Talking to Planned Parenthood, we got a very good segue. I've got a very good segue into our next story, Philem. So what oh, China, oh. we have this story about China clamping down, Philem. What are they clamping down on? They're clamping down with clamps. They're clamping down. No, they're clamping down on clamping down. They're clamping down and clamping down. Go ahead, Phil. Explain it. Uh, well, let's just read the headline in the Washington Post. In need, need a, a baby boom, China clamps down on vasectomies. Yes. Go on. So, uh, well, I mean, it's just more That's of all this. You need to know. You know, and of course, the New York, Washington Post. It's like it's like this this uh, 
So this is a, a result of the population scare from the 70s and 80s and 90s and even the 2000s where the world was overpopulated, where there was too many people, there was going to be 7 billion people. Of course, because of that scare, people stopped having babies and because liberals and leftists made it too expensive to have babies because they wouldn't allow you to build houses. So everyone's living in little boxes so people don't have children. And because, I mean, I mean lots, and they just tried to, they've been trying to destroy the family for the last 30 years. So no one's having children, particularly in China, which had a one-child policy. And now China is sitting in a situation where one child is is going to have to um, support six people. This the is parents another, and, and, their, and, and the grandparents. This is another example, by the way, of, you know, leftist propaganda, leftist lies. I mean, Destroying. For, de- for decades, no, for decades, we have heard, and by the way, children all over the world have had this message forced down their throat by teachers yes. saying that there is a population disaster. The Explosion. world is too many people. There's too many people where you don't have enough food for all the people. Too many people, too many people. I mean, everyone has talked that. Yes. And the truth now is, if you look at any, even all the leftist media are now acknowledging, oh gosh, there's not enough babies. Oh God, there's not enough babies. And whose fault Massive, was it? Yeah. massive crisis, by the way. And by the way, on top of that, and I saw a headline recently, I, do, I, I, wish, I, I wish I had it right now, where basically... Also, people aren't having children because they're they they're so depressed by what the future looks like. Climate and they're, change, and they're and they're depressed because of leftist because of leftist the leftist ideology, which is so depressing, so anti-life, so anti-progress, so anti-optimism. Um, and and and, and as you say, you reap what you sow. And yeah. look what's happened. People aren't having children. Yeah, people aren't having children. So China is facing this massive pop. It is facing a population explosion, a population explosion of, of old, old people, and they're going to have one person. If if this family has one person, maybe they don't have one baby. They're going to, so then, then we're going to have one person looking after 12, try, trying to make enough money to pay for the care and me- medical needs of 12 people. That is that is not. To use a word, that's not sustainable. So basically, yes. Yeah, so so China, which always has uses blunt instruments, let's just say, do you like oh. the way I did that? uses blunt instruments to deal with their problems. Went from you know the one child policy now to forced clamping, abortions, forced yeah. abortions to clamping down on vasectomies. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah. yeah, it's now illegal to have a, a vasectomy. I think. In, in and China. now we come to this fabulous part of the day where we are going to share this magnificent recipe from Magda's mother. So this is a very special feature of this week's show. We are joined by Magda, who you hear a lot about off camera, but then you don't get to see her. So here's lovely Magda. And her mother has just arrived from Poland. So we have this special cooking section today. Magda, what happened? Well, so the backstory is that my mother wasn't able to visit for two years. So she hasn't seen her grandson for two years because Why, uh, US, Why? because the US border was closed to, to foreigners, but not all foreigners. Some foreigners were able to come unvaccinated and untested but my mom despite being triple vaxxed at this point and tested and all of that wasn't able to come until just now so she's here for christmas and my kiddo and herself are in love and they're chatting in polish and they're baking stuff together this is by the way you know and that's really lovely and everything and that's a really happy ending but i have to say you know for everyone to realize there were some really unhappy stories. People who have, who were separated, people whose parents were maybe got ill or something in another country. This terrible things happened with these ludicrous rules. And as Magda is alluding more gently than I would like to, to the fact that meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of people have walked into the America across the border, not vaccinated, not tested, full of. Potentially, potentially full of COVID. In fact, we know that a lot of them had COVID. No problem at all. Zero problem at all. But as she said, her mother, triple vaccinated and with her visa, with everything, all her paperwork correct, separated from her grandson for two years. It is horrible. But we're trying to make up for... Yes. It, for yeah, this is a happy, a happy ending. This is a happy so, ending happy story. On so we're not showing his face uh, or we're not saying his name because uh, we're not sure if this entertainment business is so good for kids. Okay. Uh, and another audience advisory is that if you are germaphobe or you are f- very concerned about COVID, you might want to skip this because there's a lot of finger licking and putting it back in the dough and all of that. But <laughs> this is a dessert that they're baking for the godparents and the film who are coming for dinner. And it's all family. So we're putting it in the oven and hopefully the high temperature is going to kill all the germs. 
<laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> yes. Please uh, So, yeah. So the ingredients, we're showing the ingredients here. Uh, fresh apples, uh, three glasses of flour, uh, one teaspoon of baking powder, two egg yolks, and one whole egg, and two tablespoons of sugar, and some butter. Um, and this all together is making a very delicious apple crumble. So mom is one of those cooks who makes everything from scratch. So she didn't use any kind of like pre-prepared yes. anything. So she just peeled the apples and cubed them and cooked them on slow fire with two tablespoons of sugar and one spoon of cinnamon. And one spoon of vanilla sugar. Okay, I've never heard of vanilla sugar. Yeah. So, uh, mom and her little helper. And made the dough with three glasses of flour. And here she actually mixed uh, uh, two glasses of normal flour with one glass of almond flour on oh, my request. Oh, yes, because some <laughs> people are, yeah, yeah. Weird. sort of ish keto, keto right? Kind of. And she really regretted doing that. So Ooh. yes, she's very unhappy she with She wasn't me. very happy with the result. It's just the result wasn't quite her standard with the almond flour. So can I just say, don't can do I that. I interject by saying, and I have loads of respect for Magda on diets and all that kind of thing. I just can't envisage a world without things made from flour, like croissants. So she then uh, put two egg yolks uh, into that and uh, let her sidekick crack a whole egg into it, which she did really well because he eats a lot of eggs. And then she added two tablespoons of sugar and she grated some grated some butter into it. And that, that's only because we the only unsalted butter that we had, we had salted butter in the, fr in the fridge, but the only unsalted butter was in the deep freezer. Oh, yes. So yeah, you don't have to do that. She did that because she had no choice, but you can just throw your butter in if you have uh, some warm butter. Then they made the dough. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of, as I mentioned, like fingers, maybe not entirely clean, but all good, all in the family. And then, uh, oh, uh, here's her adding some cream uh, because she decided the dough was a little too dry and it wasn't sticking together. That could have been oh, the problem the with the almond butter, yes. almond flour, yes, exactly. Baking. There were some lessons uh, during the baking because they were measuring, they were measuring the paper, the parchment paper oh, that will yes. go in and how to do that. Okay. Um, so you put the parchment paper into the baking tin and then you put some, some of the dough on the bottom. Yes. You put it in uh, for 10 minutes. Again, there was a lesson because we had to convert the Celsius into Fahrenheit degrees. It was, it was blind cooked, what, what they call blind cooked. It was sent, he, she put the dough in on its own first into the oven. Correct. Yeah, that's called blind, blind cooking, yeah. you see. And so by the way, just to mention, you have no idea how... Uh, out of character it is for Magda to Correct. talk about cooking. Let's Correct. just put it that way. That's my kind way of saying it. Oh, look at the this kid's action in the kitchen. I think the genes, <laughs> the genes keep the generation, okay. but I think there is hope for him. There is hope. Yeah. Perhaps. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, bake for 10 minutes just to bake the bottom. Yes. And then you throw in those cooked apples. Yes. Um, and uh, then you put the, the rest of the dough on top as a kind of a crumble. Okay. Um, yeah. So, you break up the rest of the dough. Are you breaking it up yeah. on top oh interesting yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is very interesting um and we will see we will take a photograph of it did it come out of the oven already or it's going into the oven tonight it's no it's it was it was all baked it's all baked. as you can see oh look and how beautiful it is when it yeah, comes out came of the out oven. and it was of course taste tested already by, taste by tested. the people who made it of and course. some other people who uh, yes, you know yes who uh, up. yes yes look at this look at this think. happy scene oh, worth waiting two years for in my opinion yes um you know, wonderful. Not 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 to denigrate your cooking and anything like that. Um, but really, but we're dealing know, with a professional here. We're dealing with a, yes. we're dealing with a professional with, with many years of experience. Uh, Who has, by the way, an absolutely extraordinary sweet tooth. Yes, and so, I appreciate that, and we do appreciate on that. People like on, on behalf of people everywhere with a sweet tooth, yes, and we will put up the recipe. We'll we'll write up the recipe and put it in, in the well, show actually, notes. I think we should just wrap up now, by the way, and say goodbye to everyone. Yeah, that's it for this week. But please do remember, um, if you can, to give what you can because to, to the unreported to keep all of this going, and um, we couldn't do it without you. So please go to unreportedstoriesociety.com. Unreportedstoriesociety.com. And if you want to give to the Hunter and Biden movie, you go can to go my to mysonhunter.com. So yeah. basically give what you can. We would so appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.